0: Welcome to Conversations with Kerry, a series of audio interactions with people and things in my world that I find interesting. If you have any comments, queries, questions, or feedback, you can find me as at KHOATH on Twitter or email me, K E R R Y, at G O T S S dot net. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this podcast, which is a podcast where I'm sitting at my desk with a cup of coffee. So I will edit out most of the coffee noises. However, I'm going to chat about an interesting topic. What topic is that you are wondering as I begin this podcast? Let me demystify you. How much is a bitcoin worth? One Bitcoin is about thirty eight thousand six hundred Australian dollars. How much is an Ethereum worth? One Ethereum is about nine hundred and forty seven Australian dollars. What is a Bitcoin? What is an Ethereum? What is cryptocurrency? If there is interest, I will do a series of podcasts on all of these topics, but I'm going to start off today with an introduction on cryptocurrency. What is cryptocurrency? Back in the late 90s, I believe it was 1998, 1999, a programmer by the name of Satoshi Nakamoto began posting on a mailing list that I was a member of by the name of Cypherpunks. And he was proposing the design for an electronic cash system an electronic currency that would hold and store value and allow anyone in the world with the correct equipment to mine which I'll get to in a moment store spend and transact in an electronic cryptocurrency and He designed this system over a number of years, and I'm not going to be specific about when it was designed because that's what Wikipedia is for. And before I go on, I would like to disclaim that no information in this podcast should be considered investment advice, and you are expected to do due diligence when investigating any claims that may or may not be made in this podcast – And past performance isn't a reliable indicator of future performance. More about that on a moment. So Bitcoin was invented. There were some people who did some transactions with it. I believe Hal Finney ordered a pizza, which cost quite a number of Bitcoins. Now, one of the problems with Bitcoin is that its volatility of value is extreme. And that is to say that the price of Bitcoin fluctuates wildly with supply and demand. And we'll get to that a little later as well. But what is a cryptocurrency? A cryptocurrency is a, an electronic, cryptographically secure, hopefully tamper-proof method of storing perceived value. Why do I save perceived value? Well, one of the big questions that people often ask when they hear about Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is in the news at the moment, given its price and its value at the moment, at least is, is Bitcoin worth anything? Technically, no, it's the answer to some quite complicated mathematical problems that I won't get into here run through a difficulty algorithm and computed with a lot of computing power and time. Now, when you hear about cryptocurrency, you'll hear the term blockchain mentioned. What is a blockchain? A blockchain is a special form of database designed for cryptographically storing various data that is applicable to financial transactions. And the reason I'm so general about this is because there are a number of blockchains. Bitcoin's blockchain is probably the biggest and most well-known. Ethereum's blockchain is the second biggest. Now, once Bitcoin came out and once the proof of concept was run and over the years, as things have been ironed out of the network, people realised that Bitcoin was going to be successful and it was going to hold value to a point. Now, when I looked at Bitcoin in 2009, the coins were about $4.16 US a coin. In 2012, they were worth about $33 a coin. And in fact, I'll get to mining in a moment the value of Bitcoin has fluctuated wildly. Now, with Bitcoin up around the $29,000 US mark, possibly headed for $30,000, people are wondering where is the actual ceiling in the value of Bitcoin. And in fact, there are some investors that are saying that if Bitcoin's value continues to increase, it stands a chance of replacing the world's wealth store um, and will become more valuable than gold now basically the way cryptocurrencies work is that you solve a whole lot of series of mathematical problems and in most cryptocurrencies not all you solve some complicated problems with a difficulty factor some very difficult cryptographic problems and you mine a new block for the blockchain and as a reward for mining that block, you are given a reward of currency. So, the initial rewards for mining a block of bitcoins used to be 55 bitcoins. It then dropped down to 24 and a half bitcoins. It is now down to 12 and a half bitcoins. There is an artificial ceiling on the maximum number of bitcoins that can be mined, that you can only mine 21 million bitcoins, and that should be mined by about. 2023, 2024, the difficulty algorithm is responsible for controlling how fast blocks are mined. And the network is actually configured so that blocks are mined in such a way that they are mined at a specific rate and the difficulty rate is adjusted over time periods to take into consideration the developments and improvements in computer hardware and software. When I mined bitcoins in 2012, much to the initial annoyance of my wife at the time, with an NVIDIA graphics card, I was able to mine 36 bitcoins because the difficulty was quite low and you didn't require a lot of computing power to actually mine coins. Well, the idea that people could get free money by mining, Bitcoin's was quite popular. And Bitcoin's popularity surged. Merchants started accepting Bitcoin. Shops started accepting Bitcoin. There were actual Bitcoin ATMs for a while. They may come back given its, its popularity. And as Bitcoin has gone through various hype cycles and various investment cycles, it's interesting to note that the actual value of the coin has fluctuated quite spectacularly. And when I sold off my 36 bitcoins at $33 a coin and made approximately $1,060 on bitcoin I made, my wife ate humble pie and uh, apologised and said that my $140 investment in a video card that paid back 1060 dollars in bitcoin was in fact a worthwhile investment and hats off to me for doing something that made us some money when things were a bit tight at the time so i did some mining in 2012 and then i put the whole thing on the back burner because my graphics card wasn't that powerful and it was beginning to be a little bit slow as the difficulty increased and i decided to leave mining for a while but in 2016, 2017, I noticed that the Bitcoin price was climbing quite high. It was $4,000, $5,000, $8,000, $10,000. Topping out, I believe, at about 17000 US dollars at the Bitcoin boom at the end of, I think it was 2018, 2017, 2017. I invested money in a whole pile of graphics cards, I bought about three or four of them, some quite powerful ones, some four gig graphics cards, some two gig graphics cards. I set up with some mining pools and I mined Bitcoin. And when I was mining Bitcoin, with all of the rigs running and all of the power being chewed and Bitcoin mining uses a lot of power. So they say that Bitcoin mining uses as much energy as the country of Ireland. I was making 0.001 bitcoins a day approximately and that was equating to about $22 Australian so I was making $22 Australian per day for every day that I mined I was not the only one that considered the profit in coin mining and as More people learnt that there was money in mining cryptocurrency. More people mined. More people bought specific hardware. More people built mining rigs. There were even custom-designed chips called ASICs specifically designed to mine various cryptocurrencies. And the top two cryptocurrencies as previously mentioned, are Bitcoin and Ethereum. And the interesting thing about Ethereum is that it has not only financial transactions on its blockchain, but it has executable code, which is called smart contracts. And you can write conditions into this executable code to make it behave in a certain way. And the reason this has been done is to support various financial systems such as mortgages, loans, interest, borrowing and lending. And in fact, there are two tokens that seem to be reasonably popular at the moment. The cryptocurrency field changes all the time. Compound and Maker Die, which... Are used for lending cryptocurrency and earning interest now the goals of cryptocurrency is to be able to move currency across borders to be able to allow anyone in the world to hold on to wealth and value and this is especially important in places like Nigeria where inflation runs rampant and Also to allow people to transact in these currencies. Now, the acceptance of Bitcoin has been reasonably slow. But when the price spiked to $17,000 US at the end of 2017, which we call a Bitcoin bubble, a lot of financial institutes and software companies started taking cryptocurrency seriously. This led to the mistaken belief that you could put anything on a blockchain. A blockchain is a specific type of database that we don't need to get into here, but to suffice it to say that a blockchain has blocks of data that are cryptographically related to the blocks that precede them, and you have to solve problems to actually put another block into the blockchain. There are a few hundred cryptocurrencies. Some of them, like Bitcoin, are worth, you know, $30,000 a coin, Or in Ethereum's case, about 740 US dollars, 741 US dollars a coin. Other coins like Stellar Lumens are worth about 13 US cents. And you can go to various sites to look up prices of these, coingecko.com, various sites. There's even a Discord uh, or Telegraph bot called tip.cc that will allow you to look at the prices of these various cryptocurrencies. And the trick is to find the exchange that supports the cryptocurrency you've got or to go to a site like changely.org and change your cryptocurrency from one type to another. Now, when you transact in cryptocurrency, there are fees. And depending on the volume of transactions on the blockchain networks, The fees fluctuate to regulate the amount of transactions that are being sent. So, in fact, when Bitcoin's chain was very, very active a number of years ago, the fees were actually quite high. And Ethereum has a fee called gas that is the amount it takes to put transactions on the blockchain. And in fact, the higher the fee per transaction, the more likely your transaction will be mined into the next block on the blockchain. And the interesting thing is that as well as the cryptocurrency rewards on most blockchains, not all of them, because not all blockchains use mining in the same way, you can also get the mining fees on top of the reward for a particular block. So all of the fees in a block add up, and they go to the person that mines a block. Now, because mining a block has become incredibly difficult, there are now what is known as mining pools. And that's where a whole lot of people get together with their computers, their graphics cards, their custom ASIC chips, They mine this cryptocurrency, the mining pool mines the block, and then splits the reward from that block using various systems between all of the miners. And that is how the miners make money to theoretically pay for their equipment, or at least pay for the electricity that is being used. Now with Bitcoin so high, mining is big bickies. There are whole farms of computer equipment that are dedicated to purely mining. Bitcoin. And there are mining setups with solar panels to collect sunlight and to harness energy to generate power because this mining is so intense. Now, other cryptocurrencies are working on a lower environmental footprint so that they can have less of an impact on the environment. But it appears that bitcoin is here to stay and ethereum is here to stay and perhaps compound and maker dai and other coins are also here to stay there have been cryptocurrencies that have failed and their chains have been abandoned because they weren't popular But other cryptocurrencies stick around and are still considered valuable and can still be exchanged. Should you invest in cryptocurrency? Well, that's a very difficult question to answer. I sold off most of my cryptocurrency at the end of 2017 and didn't hold some cryptocurrency for quite a while. But as the price has increased and the cryptocurrency has become more valuable, it's become a very popular investment target for a lot of people. And I think the advice I would give to people is the value of any currency, but especially cryptocurrency, is extremely volatile. It is theoretically possible for Bitcoin to be worth 29,000 US dollars a coin today and be worth a hundred dollars tomorrow if there was some horrendous market event that caused that to happen. The odds are that the value isn't going to crash that quickly in the short term, but any prediction that is made on these algorithms is exactly that. It's a prediction, it's the best guess of a whole lot of analysts. It's the best guess of particular market forces that are at play at the time. And it's the best guess of people trying to figure out where the market is going to go next and how the market is going to move. Many news outlets are reporting that Bitcoin could reach 50,000, US dollars per coin. Now, one of the questions you often get from people is, well, I don't have $50,000. How could I even think about investing in Bitcoin? Or I don't have $700. How could I invest in Ethereum? Two answers to the question. You could invest in a cheaper cryptocurrency such as Litecoin or Stellar Lumens or any of the other cheaper currencies. Or you can actually buy fractions of a coin the smallest currency unit of Bitcoin is a Satoshi which I believe is 0.80 and a 1 of a Bitcoin and you can trade in values like milli bitcoins and things like that to get smaller amounts and invest as much as you see fit. And in fact, if you play with a site such as Coinbase, you can decide whether you're going to regularly buy Bitcoin to get around the fluctuation of the prices. So maybe you'll buy, you know, $20 worth of Bitcoin every week and build your portfolio that way. Should you store all of your Bitcoins on an exchange? The answer is sadly no. Whilst storing your Bitcoins on an exchange for short-term storage is sensible if you're going to invest and trade the currencies, long-term storage is a much more complicated proposition. And there are many methods and ways of storing the information that is required to... Store your bitcoins, essentially the private keys that are attached to your bitcoins. Now, the problem is that storing bitcoins is is quite difficult. There have been cases of huge amounts of wealth stolen in cryptocurrencies. Bugs on the Ethereum chain have resulted in thousands of Ether being stolen hacking of exchanges and computers has resulted in hundreds and thousands of bitcoins being stolen. In fact, MT Gox essentially went bankrupt. A number of years ago. And many users lost their funds. Now, if I was storing Bitcoin, and this is just my personal advice, I would look at using something like a warp wallet and storing the coin in a brain wallet where you have some way of storing away your passphrase so that you can retrieve those coins at a later date. It's always best to store your coins safely offline in fact be your own bank registered according to blockchain.info as you are trusting somebody else's javascript and somebody else's coding if you are using web wallets if you're using a wallet on your mobile device you need to make sure you back up the seed phrase if your wallet has one And put it somewhere safe that nobody's going to find it. Otherwise, they have your bitcoins. If you're running a wallet on your PC, you need to safely back up and safely store your wallet. Now, backing up a brain wallet is easier because you only need a passphrase and hopefully cryptic notes that nobody else will work out to say what your bitcoins are. People have lost many, many, many Bitcoins over the years and many, many Ethereum over the years. Bad storage for cryptocurrency has resulted in people losing thousands of dollars worth of perceived value. And there have actually been people who've wanted to dig up rubbish dumps to retrieve hard drives because the hard drive contains more value than the contents of the rubbish dump. I have no idea whether this person did in fact manage to convince the council to dig up the rubbish dump to retrieve his hard drive or not. Other people have had their coins stolen, malicious Trojans, malicious programs to steal cryptocurrency. There are malware strains that actually use your CPU slash GPU for mining coins for somebody else So basically burning all of your spare computer time for somebody else's profit there are JavaScript attacks and various other attacks for stealing These private keys that have acquired an incredible amount of value so if anybody is interested in a podcast on how to safely store and hold cryptocurrency I'd be happy to do one. Has this introduction been useful? Has it been a bit all over the place? What are your comments? Click on the feedback link and tell me what you think or get a hold of me, K-H-O-A-T-H on Twitter or K-E-R-R-Y at G-O-T-S-S dot net via email. Tell me what you thought of the podcast What else would you like me to talk about? What else would you like to know about cryptocurrency, if anything? I've been messing with cryptocurrency now for, I'd say, around eight years, and I do not know it all. I'll be the first one to say so. But I have had a fair bit of experience, and I've done a fair bit of research on how cryptocurrency works, what it does, and how it's likely to behave. If you're getting started on cryptocurrency do so at your own risk but you may want to look at sites such as www.coinbase.com now for australian users you can't sell using coinbase so you might have to use a coin jar also keep in mind that the tax departments of various countries would now like to know how much crypto you hold because crypto is becoming so valuable and in fact the Australian tax office would like you to declare your Bitcoin earnings on your tax return spoiler ATO I think a lot of people aren't going to tell you Now, the problem with Bitcoin, though, is that the ATO can actually go through the blockchain because it is a public record and extract a whole lot of transaction information and potentially, if they want to spend the money, figure out how much Bitcoin you've got and how much it's worth. So be aware of your local currency laws. Only use computing power and electricity and resources that are yours. And consider whether dabbling in slash investing in cryptocurrency is a sensible decision for you. Everybody loves free money. But in my experience, money is never free. You either have to invest effort or time or a combination of both. And this is absolutely true for cryptocurrency as well. These will be hours of research that I will never get back. So seriously consider if Bitcoin is for you or Ethereum is for you or any of the other cryptocurrencies are for you. Consider whether this is an effective investment as opposed to shares or bank bonds or whatever. Figure out how you're going to store this wealth, if you're going to store it. And consider whether this is a sensible investment move for you. I hope this has served as a good introduction to cryptocurrency. Please comment, send me feedback, tell me what you think. Is there anything else you'd specifically like me to talk about on future podcasts if I do more on cryptocurrency? No, I do not have the secret to the Bitcoin or the Ethereum mining algorithms to be able to allow you to mint thousands of coins. Otherwise, I would be living on some amazing tropical island uh, with some nubile women Uh, to handle all of my needs and desires in a perfect world. But I do hope this has been informational and thanks for listening and I hope you'll tune in for future episodes.